What's good, world? Coming to you live and direct and hitting the chest like a shot of straight jack. This is No Chase with Peter Mac. Let's get it. What's good, world? This your country cousin, Pete McCarvey, a.k.a. Peter Mac, man. Um, you're probably noticing you don't hear any music in the background because uh, this episode is kind of somber. It's going to be kind of somber and... Kind of tragic, man. Um, if y'all didn't know, which I'm pretty sure the majority of the world knows, if not everyone in the world knows, um, NBA legend and Los Angeles Laker great Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash in the Los Angeles area yesterday. Um, Sunday, because it's Monday, I'm recording this. So I was never, not, not, I'm not a Laker fan, really not a Kobe fan, but I can't deny the man's greatness. The man, like, literally. Played um, damn near my whole life. I remember from when I first started playing basketball in the third grade all the way up until like my third year in the Navy, uh, which is my third year in the Navy. I was 20 because I joined like I was 27. So from the time I was like eight going on nine to the time I was 27, this man played ball. And it's even more tragic because in that car, I mean, in the, not car, excuse me, in the helicopter with him was, among the passengers was his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna, or Gia, as they call her. So it's just a tragic day yesterday, which was funny because I found out about it. Um, I was on the computer. I was on Facebook, just, you know, just Facebook surfing, and I saw somebody put up the TMZ had broke it. And I was like, man, TMZ broke it? I was like, man, I'm not going to. Not going to worry about that, man, because, you know, TMZ, it's damn near tabloid. It's damn near tabloid. So I was like, nah, until I hear from, like, let's see it on Wikipedia or I see it somewhere else, then I'm not going to worry about it. Then I end up seeing it in a news on a, um, on a local news or CBS news affiliate in Memphis's website, on their website. And that let me know, I said, like, oh, this is real. And then it just started coming on and everything, I mean, this is just a sad day, I mean, I feel real sad, really, for the city of L.A., because Kobe Bryant is an L.A., he's an L.A. icon, and L.A. already lost one icon last year, not even a whole year going on Nipsey Hussle, they just trying to get over Nipsey Hussle, and for them to lose another big icon like this, that is just tragic, because both of those two men, Nipsey Hussle and Kobe Bryant, they put L.A. on their back. They put L.A. on their back. So this one's kind of hard to swallow. I feel real sad for his wife, Vanessa, too. I mean, to not only lose the love of your life, but to lose a child because nothing can replace a child. She's going to get remarried again, which is which I doubt she is because who the hell can come behind Kobe Bryant? I mean, you be like, hey, man, girl, I can buy you this. But my husband was a, a multi- uh, was multi-time uh, all-star in the NBA and, like, won multiple championships. How you going to compare to that? And revolutionize the game. Like, he just – I remember four back – I'm going to be honest, four back – because, like I said, I started playing ball when I was, like, eight years old. And as far back as I can remember, that's when I started paying attention to basketball. As far as I've been paying attention to basketball, that's been Kobe Bryant. 
As a matter of fact, the first year I played basketball, the number I had worn was number eight. This wore number eight. I actually wanted number 10 because it was a local guy. It was a guy at the local high school who played football. I idolized it. He had number 10. I wanted to get number 10, but my coach gave that number out right before I got up there, and I got number eight. And I'm like, who in the hell wears number eight? Like, I didn't even know any NBA players that wore number eight. So finally, I remember I was watching the Laker game because you got to remember, Shaq had went to the Lakers. So I was watching to see Shaq. And I see Kobe Bryant come out, and I'm like, oh, he's number eight. So then I was watching, I'm like, wow, this guy's good. So I used to remember wearing number eight in the games, pretending I'm Kobe Bryant. Damn sure didn't play like Kobe Bryant, look like Kobe Bryant, especially at the age of eight. But, you know, I used to visualize I was Kobe Bryant. And I remember that Lakers squad when he first got there, too. I remember that, still remember that starting lineup with them. It was Nick the Quick Van Exel at point guard. Kobe was running shooting guard. Eddie Jones, who I used to always get mixed up with uh, with Kobe. I don't know why I used to always get Kobe Bryant and Eddie Jones mixed up. I used to get them mixed up all the time. He was small for Eldon Campbell. He was uh, a power forward. And Big Diesel, Shaq, was a center. That's back when they was in Englewood, always up to no good. Great Western form. So I remember watching him do that and... The man really just been L.A. his whole life. I mean, even before he became a superstar, the man was on Aisha. Nah, Aisha, Aisha. Getting that mixed. I'm thinking about um, another bad creation song, Aisha. He was on Moesha with Brandy, and he played an all-star player at Crenshaw High. So this man really been put on for L.A. his whole life. I mean, his whole adult life, basically. Um, yeah, I remember... Yeah, I remember that, watching them. I remember I had the uh, Kobe Bryant's courtside game, the first one where they had the little block players playing that on Nintendo 64. I mean, you get bumped one time, they had to stop moving. I remember used to couldn't really make no moves on that one. I remember the second one he came out with. Uh, you could create a player and, like, go in, their, uh, go in the facial recognition and all that. And I remember I had created my brother, my older brother, uh, Tony, who actually passed away back in 2005. I remember I created him damn near identical. I remember my mom used to say, you damn near created your brother. He said, that, she said, that motherfucker looks just like your brother. So, I mean, you know, Kobe Bryant gave us a lot of memories, man. It's just a tough pill to swallow. I remember when they... When him and Shaq first won their title in 2000, I was like, they finally did it. They finally did it. I remember watching that and how emotional Kobe and Shaq was. Um, I also remember that same season. That's the season that uh, that Chris Child two-pieced him. And I was like, damn, that kind of made me mad because, you know, like I said, I, um, I always admired Kobe for his uh, talent. And I was like, when Chris Childs piece him, I'm like, Kobe, you let this nobody piece you up, bro? Like, what's going on? So I'm not going to lie, that was kind of funny because you see them jawing at each other. They sitting there jawing, and Kobe kind of throw an elbow. Chris Child jump back like, bitch, what you do? He got a look on the face like, bitch, I know you didn't just. And just bop, bop, one, two. And so, I mean, you said you got to remember the good memories with the bad ones. Speaking of bad, let's not forget about Kobe's rapping because good God, I remember that rap song Kobe had with Brian McKnight. Whew, 
him, Shaq, and Allen Iverson should have never, ever touched the damn mic. They should have never touched the mic. I mean, going off on, going off on uh, tangent by Shaq right quick. I went back and watched Kazam on uh, Disney+. Plus. Shaq had no fucking business rapping at all. I was sitting there like, this is horrible. This is downright garbage. But they, um, you know, they did it. I mean, it was the wave in the late 90s, early 2000s. They were, they, they were, um, everybody was trying to rap, man. That's, that's what they were doing. Um, COVID just, ooh, man, it's just hard to get through. You know, and everybody, and it had to be so tough of a loss for people because even Shaq reached out and said, I miss my brother and all this. I'm like, wow, I thought it was bad blood between y'all and all that. And Shaq even reached out. That's damn near equivalent to, like, the Tupac Biggie beef. Shaq even reached out and said something. And it was so, he was just so iconic. They even... At the Grammys, the tribute that they had for Nipsey Hussle, they actually included Kobe Bryant, which they should have, because like I said earlier, both of them are L.A. icons, and they both put L.A. on their back. Like, everything they had, they gave to L.A. They gave everything they had to the city of Los Angeles. And I'm honestly saying this. I feel that LeBron needs to... This needs to fuel LeBron James's fire for him to go ahead and win the championship because the city is expecting him to win that championship, and they definitely need it now because it's going to be very somber at the Staples Center for the rest of this season because the Staples Center is literally the house that fucking Kobe built. It literally is the house that Kobe built. It's the house that Kobe built. Um... He did them, you know, it's, but LeBron, and the sad thing was he had just congratulated LeBron on, on passing him in, as, uh, in, in the, for, uh, my, uh, for third overall scoring. So it was kind of like Kobe was sitting there, here you go, passing the baton, and then he just, like, I'm, I'm going. So it was... It was, it, that was kind of like eerie or something like that. But the man definitely fulfilled his purpose on earth. His purpose was to come in here and be one of the greatest fucking basketball players that God ever put on earth. And he definitely is going, he definitely, if some people say, if not one of the top three Lakers, some people say he's the greatest Laker to ever put on purple and gold. And I only told people, I said, he definitely, in terms of Lakers, I'm a, I'm a historian as well as a basketball fan, I said he'd definitely be on the Lakers starting five. To me, the Lakers starting five would be this. The Lakers starting five all time would be Jerry West. Got to make Jerry West point guard. He's the fucking NBA logo. You can't hide you the NBA logo you're not all time. He would definitely be running the point. Kobe would hold down. Kobe would hold down um, the two guard because he's, he's Kobe. He's he coming. He, he a black mumba. They call the man the black mumba. Do you know how lethal a black mumba is? A black mumba comes to kill. So 
Kobe definitely be the black mama. And if he's black, well, not definitely be, I mean, he'd definitely be number two because he's a black mama, so he coming in number two. The three position, I would say Elgin Baylor would be number three position because a lot of people need to go back and look up Elgin Baylor. Elgin Baylor was like, that man was silky smooth. He was, he was like Clyde Drexler without the dunking, if you go back and look at his tapes. Number four would be my personal all-time, not just my personal favorite all-time Laker, but my personal favorite all-time player in the NBA. That's Magic Johnson. He can run the focus. Magic can run every position on the floor. Matter of fact, when they won the, the 1980s championship against the Philadelphia 76ers, he had to run center because Kareem got hurt in game five. So he went to the Spectrum game six, jump center, and won his rookie season. So he'd be definitely be number four. And, of course, number five would be the man who has claimed to slept with 10,000 women, and they call him the Big Dipper, the, the biggest black thing to ever come out of Kansas, and that's Will Chamberlain. But he came from Philly, but he went to college in Kansas. And Will Chamberlain, so that would be my all-time starting five for the Lakers. But it's a lot of other stuff that's coming up in regards to Kobe's passing. And I need to address this. Like, for some reason, there's some of you comedians out there, and I use that term very loosely because a lot of y'all that's doing what I'm about to say, I've seen y'all on stage, some of y'all on stage, and I've never found y'all fucking funny. They're making jokes about this man's death. They're trying to find pain not pain. They're trying to find humor in his death. Like I've seen sometimes I was like, well, this is the first time Kobe's ever passed in his life. And woo, because the crash, with the crash, that gives a whole meaning to NBA jams. He's on fire. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I'm like, why is that funny? Why you find that funny? That man died. And alongside his death, he died with his daughter and her friends and her family. That's a that's a very violent death and you find human that and then they're going to come with this. A lot of them come with this um, with this argument Well, you're arguing over somebody you don't know and who wouldn't know you. And it don't fucking matter, man. That man, he his well, he's an athlete. And he, you can't relate to him and that, it don't matter. See, that's the problem with some people right here. You're so self-righteous and think. Usually, like, well, he's an athlete. What? He's an athlete and entertainer. They, well, so the fuck what? That's their job. That's what they do. They get paid more than us. Get the fuck over it. And I'm a sidebar like this. It's like some people in the military be like, well, I put my life on the line and and um, I go protect the country and I don't hardly get anything. This man put a ball through the hoop. That's fucking life. This fucking life. That's happening. Life ain't fair. Some people gonna do one thing. People gonna love them. Somebody else do something. As a matter of fact, you're not entitled because you do something. That people say thank you. You're not entitled to a thank you or gratitude. You just want a pat on the ass. And I'm going to be honest, half of you motherfuckers in the military, I work with y'all. Y'all just show up and don't do a goddamn thing. You don't defend anything. If it wasn't for the military, a lot of y'all would probably be on public fucking aid. But I digress from what I was saying. They're like, you don't know. People talking about Kobe Brown, like, you don't know him. He don't know you. And it don't matter. The man entertain people, inspire people to be great. 
because the man was just inspirational. Some of his quotes and his work ethic. I remember watching Kobe Bryant's putting in work. The man used to get up at the crack of dawn, go out there and go get it, like training, working out, shooting shots. The man just, he put everything he had into the game. He put everything he had into the game. And that's honestly, this is what I'm really more sad about when it comes to Kobe Bryant. He never really actually got a chance to experience life outside of basketball. Because he's only been retired since 2016. And he's 41 years old. Now, let's think about it. He grew up in Italy with his father. His father played, uh, Joe Bryant played ball overseas in Europe, in Italy. Then he came, before he retired, played a few years in the 76ers, in which Kobe ended up growing up in, like, the suburban area of Philadelphia. And he went on to win a high school championship with Lower Marion High School in 1996. So I'm pretty sure Kobe Bryant, like most people, probably started playing ball maybe around about, what, seven, eight years old. You know, retired in 2016 would have made him 38. So from seven to 38, majority of that man's life was well, not majority, his life was basketball. He did nothing but basketball. So 31 years compared to three years, he'd ever got the fucking experience of full life without basketball being attached to it. Basketball has just been part of this man's life forever. And when he finally, you know what I'm saying, starting to get into a life without basketball, tragedy strikes and he's gone. Because... When I put, I actually put this up on my Facebook status. I said the real tragedy is that poor Kobe Bryant never really got to live a full life. But I bet, but you know, a lot of them guys go on, they play sports, they live twenty, maybe thirty more years, and they got to experience what life was like. And one of my friends on Facebook put up. He said, "Bro, I was listening to a, a podcast interview. He didn't tell me whose podcast. He said Kobe Bryant said he's never felt more relaxed in his life. And I said, I can imagine because you got to think about it. The man waking up in the crack of dawn to go work out." You got to deal with playing with people that you don't like because it ain't high school, junior high or uh, uh, neighborhood team. This is you playing with other millionaires who are paid to play with you. They're not your friends. And then a lot of them come in with egos and shit, as we saw what happened between him and uh, Shaq. Well, they had their little issue going on, even though they still had their little issue. They still created magic. You got to deal with traveling all the time. Ducking like crazy ass fans and groupies, and then you gotta deal with all that cutthroat red tape and bureaucracy from the front off your front office in the NBA. So yeah, I definitely understand how that would get to him. And you get tired of that, and you ready to sit down and you ready to enjoy life. The man wanted to go enjoy his his wife and four kids. Um, another thing I'm mad about is people bringing up that situation. Of the alleged sexual assault that he had in Colorado. In Eagle, Colorado, back in 2003, before they, right when they had got that super team that consisted of him, Shaq, Derek Fisher, Gary Payton, and Carl Malone. Everybody, well, he got to remember he's a rapist. He's a rapist. First of all, the man was acquitted of that because. The girl went to his room in the wee hours of the morning, knowing that he's a married man. She, 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 she knew what the hell she was coming over to try to do. And then on top of that, she wouldn't testify. And then when they did, ran the, uh, the examination, the rape kit, 
She had like multiple other multiple men semen in her vagina. And there was no sign of forced entry. How the fuck, how the fuck is, 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 how the fuck is that rape? She wanted just some money because I guarantee she took that money in that civil suit. You saw she took that money in that civil suit, but nobody wanna talk about that. That's why I can never understand people like, well, you raped me, and then um, like alleged rape victims, they well, I, I he did this and did that, and but I'm suing the five hundred dollars. How the five hundred million dollars? How the hell is five hundred million dollars gonna take away you being violated? I never could understand that. I never in my life could understand that. So y'all can miss me with that because, and it all stems from people who. Or I feel there's people that who are, who are racist and they just want to find some excuse to hide their racism because I'm going to tell you why I feel that there's people who are racist and want to hide their feelings about racism because Ben Roethlisberger got two fucking allegations of, of sexual assault. Of sexual assault. And nobody talks about that shit at all. Nobody talks about it. He got two of them. But nobody speaks on that. But everybody, some people come out with, well, Kobe was a rapist and this, that. Man, shut the fuck up, man. That ain't time to bring that up. That man and his daughter are gone. That man's wife got to bury not her husband and a child. Do you know the pain that a parent has to deal with when they have to bury a child? Some of y'all don't, some of y'all do, but some of y'all don't. Because I can't fathom it. I know people who lost shoes. Hell, my mama lost my brother in 2005. I can't tell her. I know how you feel. Because I don't know how that feels to lose no damn child. And you're going to sit there and put that shit out there and say that stupid shit that woman had to do. On top of it, the woman got notified by TMZ that her husband and daughter are gone. They're gone. They died. She didn't even properly know... L.A. Sheriff, L.A. County Sheriff's came up to us and said, hey, Mrs. Bryant, sorry to bother you. And this woman had to find out watching TV or on her phone, scroll through her phone to find out her child and her husband is dead. And y'all going to bring up that shit, man. Y'all, 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 y'all fucked up, man. You people are fucked up. Y'all are very fucked up. But it's, it's, it's going to be, it's, it's all kind of people I know that, and it's people that haven't talked to people in years. People telling me it's people they haven't talked to in years, calling them, connected with them. Because this man, he, he touched so many lives just by his, by his performance on the court. And I'm pretty sure he did a lot of stuff off the court. Because I've never, like, I've, I've known people who lived in L.A. and I've seen them take pictures with Kobe. And I've never heard nobody actually say that Kobe was kind of snobbish. I've never heard nobody say Kobe was snobbish. Everybody like he was a good dude and he was nice. He looked out for for uh, he looked out for his people and he was trying to do good things by the by the community. So I've never heard anything bad about Kobe Bryant. The only bad stuff I've seen with Kobe Bryant was him poking at the reporters um and the post game interviews. But then after that, you gotta understand, them them reporters try to find dig up dirt. You you tired from Playing, giving your all for 48 minutes in a game. You just ready to get the hell out of there. Either go get something to eat, go get something to sleep, or if it's a home game, go be with your wife and your kids. So I definitely understand that. But, man, L.A. took another blow, man. Like I said, first Nipsey hustle last year and in the spring, and now 
Kobe Bryant this year, man. Ooh, this ain't the way I thought the double up would start. I called 2020 the double up. 2020, I called it the double up. You know, 2020 double up. Anyway, that ain't. Just wonder. But, um, about to sign out, man. I just had to get on here and express my feelings about, uh, the late, the late great Kobe Bryant, number eight and number 24, the Los Angeles Laker, also known as the Black Mamba. Um, my thoughts and prayers go out to his wife, Vanessa, and his other uh, daughters. My condolences to you. Um, I pray for your strength and all of that. I can't even imagine what you're going through. I can't, but hopefully God can give you give you some peace through all of this turmoil and chaos that you're going through. Um, if y'all want to connect with me, um, you can find me on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter at PDMAC10. That's P-E-T-E-Y-M-A-C-10. Um, that's also my Yahoo address. Same thing, just at Yahoo.com. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook. Uh, you can type in Pete McCarvey, or you can type in PDMAC, and I'll pop right up. You'll see me on there. Um, I'm ended. Um, like the way my partner, Big Keith, would always used to end uh, my old podcast, Big Keith and Petey Mac. Um, and I really mean this, especially what's going on. Be cool, stay calm, and get paid. And uh, this was some real talk for that ass. R.I.P. Kobe. We love you, man.